Soy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Toy Power Podcast, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. I am your host, Ben, and with me tonight we have Frank. Well, hoy hoy. We also have Darren. Good to be with you, everyone. And we also have Trent, of course. Lovely to have your company tonight. And But we are not alone tonight. We have some Melbournians on the line. We have Mitch. G'day. And Chris. Fresh. Oh, I am your guest, Chris Frank. <laughs> this is part of our community service thing where we're trying to rectify what South Australia did to Victoria this past week. Once yeah. again, we apologise. Yeah, gave well, us COVID, yeah. then closed the gates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Sounds fair. <laughs> to add to Here you have it. No, you can't come in. Not only that, can I just mention that you know we've? I'd like to think we've been friends with Toy Power for a few years. Definitely. Now. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. Yet somehow. I've been on two Dave's Video Graveyard shows before being invited and guesting on Toy Power. Shame on you guys. I think it shows how desperate Dave is for good content, to be honest. That's going to hurt. I thought thought it was more a case of you guys were just too unobtainable. We didn't think you'd say yes. Rather than um, smash our confidence to pieces, we didn't ask. (laughs) And speaking of that, look like Davy. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of that, because you are uh, long overdue to guest on here, it's time we ask you some questions. Ooh. So we'll start off with Chris, uh, Mister Fresh. What was your favourite movie as a ten-year-old? This is easy. I was born in 1979. Plus ten makes it 1989. Oh. If mm. you say 1989, you can't help but go Batman 89. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 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 I thought it was going to be Working Girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got a box of each behind him in the uh, background. So yeah. the uh, mm. Batwing and um, yeah. So uh, Mitch, what was your favourite uh, movie as a ten-year-old? Back in 1954, that was, no. <laughs> 1983, I was 10, so it had to be Return of the Jedi. Yeah. I couldn't yep. even think there was anything else then. Fantastic. Uh, cool. Great choices all around. All right, Chris, uh, what was your favourite toy in the toy box as a 10-year-old? I'm trying to think. I probably need Darren tapping me on the shoulder. My guess would be at 10 that the Turtles were out in the stores. No, I don't um, believe in Australia they dropped in 1990. Did they? Yes. Okay, then I would say if the Turtles weren't out yet, still to me, Battle Armor He-Man was a favourite right up until the Turtles came out. Good show. Um, yeah. Yep. yeah. And funny, you guys being in South Australia, true story. My dad was from South Australia and we had family in Tail and Bend, so we would frequent going to South Australia a few times a year. And before, I'd get a couple of dollars sort of pocket money to take on the trip. And the Turtles figures had just dropped. I'm not even sure whether the cartoon had aired yet. I think it had a... Darren. Darren's going to correct me. I'm pretty sure it premiered on a Thursday night or something, Darren, on Channel 7 in prime time, like a few episodes tied together. Am I right on that? I reckon you might be. 
It does okay. sound familiar. So I can remember going to Kmart the night before because Dad was grabbing a few supplies for the trip. And they had a big end thing of turtles toys and a big cage and no turtles. And dad's advice was hold on to your money and just take it with you on the trip. And I refused and brought Bebop. (laughs) 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 And Bebop and Rocksteady are my two must-gets of any sort of turtle series that come out. I always make sure I get those two. And, yeah, I have a distinctive memory of um, getting Bebop rather than taking that money. And because of our financial situation, that legitimately was it. There was none of that, uh, here's a few extra dollars (laughs) on the trip. It was, no, you made that decision, and um, I was okay with it. Like, I just (laughs) – and it's funny, as a kid, I just had Bebop, nothing else to play with but my imagination of him facing fake scenarios and stuff. And that was okay. Like, got a villain – not a hero, and was just okay with it. And I think sort of memories like that is sort of what gets you into collecting like a crazy person in your 40s. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And and like we can get into it at another time, but, you know, it's also why I think the toy industry in 20 years' time is in big trouble because our kids don't have that. Yeah, hundred um, yeah, percent. It's, it's, it's all technology, and I know. Sorry, I'm derailing your thing. This is what I do, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do that, but yeah, I've I've been dying to talk to Toy Power as a collective for the longest time. So I'm ex- I'm excited. Excellent. Um, so, Excellent. Yeah. so right. Mitch, you better have a good answer. Oh, <laughs> no. Favorite toy in the toy box as a ten year old, Mitch. Go. As a ten, and obviously, Return of the Jedi was the thing. So I was a massive Star Wars fan from that point. So it would have been five years of collecting Star Wars figures. Yep. So if it would have been new with the Jedi figures, it probably would have been going with the figures. It would have been the um, Tie Fighter pilot. Nice. Oh yes. yeah, cool. Yeah, oh, it's Jet- a cool looking figure. Yeah, the yeah. yeah. Tie Fighter pilot. Jetfire wasn't part of the scene as a ten year old. Ah, 84, 85 was um, when Transformers came. Oh, out. Oh, just just missed it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. So otherwise, yes, that would have yep. been. Yeah. Yeah, would have transferred over then. But no, I'm thinking still Star Wars at that point. Fair enough. Cool. Cool. And for our icebreaker question, right, I've got now, I know you, I'm just, you know, closing my eyes. I'm thinking to you guys, right, you know, something really uh, geek dudes orientated. Which Spice Girl would you like to date the most? <laughs> and that's current look. <laughs> current looking. Yeah, current looking. Yeah, you can't transfer yeah. yourself back to the 99. Scary's more attainable now. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what happened, ever happened to Baby Spice? No, she's still there. She looks the same. Yeah. 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 Yes, exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, Mitch and I are in an eternal fight whether his current wife looked like Sporty Spice back in the day or not. That's been a vicious argument. And that's not insulting his current <laughs> wife. It's more I just didn't see the resemblance. For me personally, like when I was young, I used to think Posh Spice was very, very attractive. But now she sort of looks a bit like New Adventure Skeletor. So <laughs> I'm... I'm probably going to lean towards. I'm going to go scary spice myself. Yeah. In apart from attainability, none of them are attainable, Mitch. You're being ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'd go for scary myself. No, well, sporty for me. I did marry a lookalike, which you dis- you, disagree no, with. You, but no, you know, I, I don't look alike. Mm, fair <laughs> enough. Sporty all the way. Oh, wonderful. I've, I've got. A, I've got. A, I've, no, no, no. I've got a real one now. All right. I, 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 that was just a you know throw a curveball. Okay, going back to the Hey Hey It's Saturday Days that you also do a podcast for, what episode would you, you know, like pick a key moment of one of those episodes that you cover, 
what episode would you have loved to see live? Ooh, mm, live. Like being there to being see there it, you know, audience. to see it happening, you know, for if, with your own eyes, not just watching it on the TV and things back in the heyday. But being in the studio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's so iconic that that's... Yeah, like this oh, is he, a really... This I is can a really pick one for Chris. You're going to say Harry Connick Jr. No. Um, I was going to say, that's entertaining to sort of be there for, just to see the, the whole thing go crazy. Mm. No, you um, would have been like, for Tom Jones and John Farnham, doing a little bit of acapella well, together. That would have been good. Like, any episode that had multiple John Farnham performances in the one episode would be great. Uh, because to me, John Farnham, Hey Hey It's Saturday, it doesn't get more growing up in Australia (laughs) than that combination. Hopefully Molly would be in the studio as well. I don't know. What about you, Mitch? You're you're, like to play into your dirty uncle's side. Like are there any attractive lady, like Tori Amos playing the piano, doing Mm. cornflakes. You could have sat next to Davey if you were, if uh, Tori Amos was there, he's a bit of a, (laughs) (laughs) isn't he a fan of her or who's he a fan of? (laughs) Uh, Kate, Kate Sobrano. Sobrano. Kate Sobrano. Sorry, Dave's going to hit me. Yeah, <laughs> well, Kate Sobrano doing everything is all right. Like, I wouldn't have minded being there live, but might have to duck out. Oh. <laughs> Can't think of anything, any one particular episode. What about Red Faces or something that, you know? Or, Bike Boy? Uh, Bike. Going back, it would have been exciting. But mm. yeah, it was just a Red Faces act at the time. Mm. But looking back at it now, we look at Bike Boy going, he was iconic. Mm. Doesn't matter. Only because generally the show around it's not always that good. So one little moment <laughs> yep, shines yep, out fair brightly call. going, yep. that was something special. Like yeah. it's amazing with Hey Hey It's Saturday, like just the level of guests that they got. Yeah. 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 Every single big person that would come into Australia would go there. Like for me, growing up loving wrestling, demolition smash of WWF fame, he he was there defending Molly, wasn't he, Mitch? I think. Yes. against some of the attacks and me if i was that age in the audience for that i would have loved that you know i've just seen a wwf wrestler defending molly meldrum against john blackman like <laughs> <laughs> it's combining all of those um all those things for me so just for you guys with hey hey it's saturday did it air at 6 30 or six o'clock for you like, was it 6 30 yeah. Yeah. oh so it was always on delay no matter what in adelaide yeah, I think it was to to coincide with that eight thirty uh, movie, you know. Because yeah. uh, you, yeah. you know now now they've pushed movies back to seven thirty, and that's just so that's still to this day so foreign to me that a movie starts at seven thirty. It's yeah. like no, it has to start at eight. <laughs> it was always eight thirty. Yeah, so. we yeah. didn't get yeah. it in South Australia until nineteen eighty seven. Okay, so you didn't get the kids' version. I don't think so. Or if we did, we didn't get it. Well, yeah, that's a good point. We might have got the kids' version, but but we didn't see it in prime time until. To just is that any, inter- where- any international listeners, like, Hey, Hey, It's Saturday was, it's hard to describe. <laughs> it's a cross between Saturday Night Live and The Tonight Show, but uniquely Australian and not like either of those shows. Yeah. yeah. And a <laughs> quarter of the budget, almost. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. But it was the advertising. And it's got a version of the gong show, a talent show in the middle of it. And it's also got, a guy in a duck costume that's super aggressive, likes <laughs> the ladies, and you spin a wheel to win prizes. Yep, pluck yeah, it, it up. It was a cartoon a show a in the morning. It was a Saturday morning cartoon show that just evolved and became a nighttime variety show yep. somehow. Mm. It didn't really evolve. Yep. <laughs> it just moved. <laughs> no, it just moved. It didn't grow yeah. up at all. Mm. No. So check out Hey Hey, It's a Podcast. 
All right, so uh, we might move on now. We will do a would you rather. Trent, do you want to kick that one off? Yeah, I've got a would you rather. And the, the whole concept of would you rather is you've got to pick one. You can't have both, right? So if you choose one, the other one ceases to exist. And my would you rather is about the comic books or the comics or the, the serials that go in your newspaper strips and all associated toy lines. You can either have Garfield by Jim Davis or you can have Snoopy and all the Peanuts characters that go along with Charlie Brown and, and that side of it by Schultz. Easy. Snoopy, Peanuts, Schultz, and all those McDonald's toys get in the bin. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm with Garfield. I've never really gotten into Peanuts personally, mm. where for me, the Garfield comic strip of a newspaper is always entertaining, and the cartoon in particular that I used to watch in the early 90s, I think. Garfield um, and Friends. Yeah, Garfield and Friends. I always got a kick out of that. And I, I don't think it's true, but I love the rumor that the only reason Bill Murray did the Garfield movie is because he thought it was one of the Coen brothers doing the movie and not the Coen that did the movie. Surely that can't be true. But it's, but it's such a good rumour. I just, I don't want to know the truth. Be and I, I just want to just keep it at that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> the next... Answer, answer to Garfield. Or, uh, uh, yeah, yeah I'm going to go with Peanuts. Cool. Yep. Dirty Uncle Mitch. Yeah, I'm going to go here with the Peanuts as well. Garfield can... I won't use it. <laughs> he can go. He, he can, can go, go and lick his own balls. <laughs> he can. That's what he they do. Yeah. Yes. No, I just didn't get into the movies, the cartoon, the comics, anything. The only thing we'd miss out on was the Garfield without Garfield. That's the only good thing about Garfield. <laughs> Have you read that comic? No. no. They've but... taken... Um, it's, it's Photoshopped him out. Yes. Him. John. Yep, yep, yep. John. John. It's yep. John, but there's no Garfield in the comics. So oh, it's just man. John talking to himself. <laughs> it's, it's so sad. That's but dark. It's, it's so sad. Yeah, because... It would make so much sense for his character. But it makes yeah, John look that's even the good more. Thing about Garfield is that. It yeah. makes him look more sad and depressed and borderline crazy than yeah. he already appears yes. in the original comic. It's amazing. Who, who pushes Odie off the table then? <laughs> himself. Well, I suppose. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, I'm with Fresh on this one. I'm going Garfield. Peanuts it was there. Garfield was probably more my sense of humour. Just that real sort of like, oh yeah, whatever. Push the dog off the table. And I'm, which is weird because I'm a dog person. I've never been a fan of, of cats, but there's just something about that real sort of uh, borderline dark comedy. Whereas Snoopy was just a little bit, a little bit too, you know, Sunday family Sunday movie for my liking. Yeah. I am a massive Garfield fan. Always Ooh. have been. Uh, I used to... Mum used to get the Women's Weekly, right? And there used to be a coloured, uh, like, nine uh, comic book panelled spread. I used oh, to wow. cut that out, right? You know, she'd say, okay, you can have it now. I used to cut it out. I've still got books full of my, you know, cut, copy, paste, uh, you know, into those books. And I used wow. to get the uh, Garfield galleries, which had the, you know, nice uh, images on one side and then a, a full-blown page of Garfield doing something silly, you know, I hate Mondays and he's just covered in toothpaste or something. I used to trace them all out and draw, then colour them in myself. So I've still got all those books, uh, you know, that I kept all through uh, primary school and stuff. So, uh, yeah, a uh, little thing about me that not I don't usually I divulge. Uh, yeah, no, so I'm a big Garfield fan. Yeah, I didn't even, like, I just loved hearing that there was like a full colour page of Garfield yep. comics in yeah. like, Women's Weekly. Yeah, it, like, it, 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 was, it was recently reprinted in a, you know, 
proper book and uh, yeah. captured and things, but I've never been able to secure it. But I reckon I've got at least you know three quarters of all those uh, wow. comics from the, awesome. that era, and uh, you know it's, it's something nicer. It tells a better story than just the three you know panelled yeah. ones, and uh, yeah, and and each time it had the Garfield logo, but it'd be you know the the lips of his mouth, and he'd have his teeth would spell Garfield or something. So had a proper uh, intro to it, you know that, that yeah title card so to speak. What about you, Hollywood Cooker Alley? Yeah, look it. It's a tough one. That's why I picked it because I loved both of these properties as a child and I probably learnt to read on both of them, I reckon. And that's probably where my reading level stayed. (laughs) Um, But if I had to tip for one, just probably the sensibility of Garfield aligned with me more, the humour. And there was one book in particular, which was an actual... They were like... I don't know if you ever remember getting those reprints of The Phantom that were like a long... Yeah, the long ones. Yeah, Yeah, the long rectangular ones, full colour. There was a Garfield Goes on Vacation one where they basically go camping and I think at the end there's a big bushfire and it's it's actually got a lot of comedy but a lot of tension and, and a lot of heart. And I reckon I read that thing 50 times. I, I, I love that story so much. I think they did it in animation as well. But I did enjoy my... Pe- probably the, the, the tough thing about Peanuts is I love the toys. I love the reaction figures that Super 7 did. And um, not so much the um, the McDonald's ones. They were kind of cool at the time, but I don't I don't think Garfield has had as good a toys as what, particularly what Super Seven's doing for us now. Give me that Garfield reaction line. I'm in. That's a very fair call because there's I can't think of any proper Garfield toys except yeah. for the crappy ones from the movies that yeah. mm, you know fun. don't really suit an adult collector. So yeah, good call. All right, uh, Chris, do you want to go next for your would you rather? If you've got yeah, one ready. Sure. All righty. I want to make one that's really going to make Darren sweat. <laughs> as much as... It will as, if it's the same one I've got. <laughs> as much as I could. Because so I'll have to come up with another. Here's what, I'm, here's what I'm going to present. Would you rather, Darren, the ability to bring Toys R Us back or... The ability to bring John Martins back. <laughs> is that Adelaide only, John Martins? Or, you know, like, how, how well, does John that... Martins would expand Australia. Oh, watch out. Wow. It's back. Like, like they would share the same retail space. Like, <laughs> which one are you, which one do you resurrect from the dead like a, zo- like a toy selling zombie, Darren? Lucky in John Martins for the win. Oh, and didn't hesitate. Don't no. surprise nobody. <laughs> I hope Ben Risenfall's not listening to this because I will volunteer to drive the demolition truck to knock down the building that stands in its place. Oh, wow. Free of charge. Free of charge. Wow. So lock that in. Jeez. Strong answer. Save the Santa. (laughs) (laughs) Oof. That was... What about you, you, Trent? Uh, Look, I would... I think I'd have to be the the bigger man and, and go for Toys R Us. Only in the sense that I think, and maybe I'm looking at this in a different era, John Martins has the nostalgia because for us, it's what we yeah. connect with our childhood. Mm. But what Toys R Us have kind of going forward is they've really supported the toy industry without them in the picture. We've got this ridiculous Target Walmart exclusive yep. thing where where pretty much 50% of all toys that go to market go through these ridiculous 
chains and we don't get any volume out. Like, I, I feel for our poor US brothers and sisters with what they have to deal with. G.I. Joe Cobra Island is just the tip of the iceberg on this. So I think, I, look, I would, I would want to resurrect Toys R Us. Uh, I would want to resurrect John Martin's for me because I want to go back there. But we all know it wouldn't stock those toys from that era. Mm. I want to regenerate Toys R Us for the good of collecting because I think it probably had more impact with toy manufacturers than what Johnny's could ever have. Mm. Yeah. And just on that, like, as a Victorian who was, as a kid, lucky enough to go at Christmas time to the um, Christmas cave and stuff like that at John Martin's, I could assure everybody that never went there it is as good as what they said. Like, like, <laughs> like yeah. It's not just false memories. Like, I used to get excited about being able to go over there and check it out. I have a very fond memory of getting bought Battle Bones from in there from Masters of the Universe. Like, it, 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 like, compared to Maya, which is what we had in Victoria and stuff, like, Maya had, the city Maya had a pretty cool toy section, but it wasn't sort of attended to with the love that John Martin's had, like is mm. the way I'd sort of describe it. Like if yeah. I had to compare yeah. the two, like John Martin's kind of reminds me of the toy store in, or the department store in Home Alone 2. Yes. <laughs> like, yep. you know, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I pictured there'd be an old man that secretly owned it called John Martin that would give you two turtle doves <laughs> as, <laughs> as you're buying toys there where Maya like really was sort of a, a bit more of a corporate sort yeah. of, Yep. Entity than what John Martin's was. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, no, that's a fair call. Yeah, what uh, about you, Ben? Uh, me, yeah. I well, it, we're talking about Australia here, so I can only yeah. talk. I, I did go to US and I did shop in one uh, Toys R Us, so I've got that little insight. But I, in Australia, I started in especially in Adelaide, I started to really despise Toys R Us because mm. it was just stale. I'd go in there uh, week on week, and then it'd be month on month, and then it'd be almost every you know quarterly. And it'd be the same damn toys. None of the exclusives that they talk about over in the States. None of the Master Universe 2-packs with, uh, you know, DC characters and Masters characters. And the Star no- Wars Black Series exclusives yeah. were hard to get at Toys R Us. Yeah, none well. of that. All the, the Transformers uh, G1s that did make their way over here were all super overpriced and things like yeah. You could almost buy an original G1 uh, for the same price as they were selling, you know, the yeah. the characters. So I have a really bitter taste when it, you know, when Toys R Us, uh, you know, comes back into uh, conversations and things uh, from my end of days experience. So uh, where I've only got positive, uh, you know, memories of John Martin's. So definitely bring John Martin's back, I say. And Frank? Mm, yeah. Look, I'm probably going to have to go John Martin's as well. Based purely on the fact that when it does come back into existence, I want to record Darren's face <laughs> and then I'm going to put it on YouTube and go, do you want to see the personification of joy in a 10-second in a video? Here it is. Yep. And it's going to go viral and it would be amazing. I reckon it would be the last 10 seconds of my life <laughs> because I reckon I'd die of joy. But, um, you know, now, what I'm a way to go. I, I can't get you to compare John Martin's, but what I can do with you... Yeah, I'm going to put I, it in the bin. Yeah, no, Ray Martin's stop- gonna go away. No, nah. no, not Ray Martin. It was John Martin. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll back you up with. <laughs> so, so what I'm going to say to you is, World for Kids or Ooh. Toys R Us? Well, tough call. I was I was going to come in with World for Kids just to throw something in, but when you bought up the International Toys R Us at 
took me back to Times New Square. York. Yeah, it's a great store, isn't it? Yep, it is. Or it, was. it was. Yeah, it, it was. was. Yeah. So uh, Toys R Us for that. Just yeah. to get that they back closed that store quite a while before they closed the rest, didn't they? Yep. They yeah, did. so yeah. I went. I went to America in 2014, and I funny. Just yesterday, I was watching old videos in my phone. It's my son's birthday today, and oh, happy looking, birthday! Yeah, happy, birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Connor! And I was. I saw videos that I took of me walking into that Toys R Us for the first time, mm. and you could just hear me going, "Oh my god, like, <laughs> this mm. is the most amazing store I've ever been in!" Yeah. Like it it's made Ferris look, wheel in the middle. Yep. Yeah, like there yep. was a giant Superman, like there was a giant Obi-Wan and Anakin from the Clone Wars. The T-Rex. Like, and yep. it, yeah, and it had stock from everywhere. Like it really was incredible. And I went back to America two years later and Times Square wasn't as magical yep. not having it there. You know, yeah. it had the Disney store still, but that doesn't compare to what no. Toys R Us was. What I'm going to say to you guys, because you'd probably be curious about Toy Mate, which you've heard about. Mm. Yes. And we, like, it's, I think it's fairly prominent in New South Wales and Queensland. We've got one here in Victoria, and it's sort of like a half an hour drive from here. I've been a few times. Uh, no. Uh, no. Ooh, <laughs> um, wow. It, it looks fantastic, right? It It is laid out like a toy store of your dreams. But take Toy World stock and prices mm, from yep. a year ago. And put it in this store now, mm. and that's what it is. Yeah, yeah wow. Yeah. It, yeah, it doesn't get current. It, it doesn't really get current stock in. Oh wow! Uh, and it's it's sort of it would always be three waves behind. Mm. Yeah, and and it's not overly cheap unless it's going to get clearanced out. And they hold on to so much stock that. You're just thinking to yourself, how long is this going to last anyway? Yeah, yeah um, nothing worse than seeing the same four figures on yeah. a peg every time you go into the, that store, yeah. so to speak. Le- yeah. le- legit to the point, like, because we sort of were making it like a point of every school holidays, we'll just drive down there. It's attached to a big shopping center, grab some lunch and sort of look around. There's a big Savers next to it, which I like popping into. Oh, and definitely. Savers is always fun. Uh, no, nothing's as good as uh, we don't know what goes on in South Australia and Adelaide, but your magical op shops and your <laughs> amazing toy fairs that they're like John Martin's. It's like <laughs> fairy dust has been sprinkled on them, and you guys get these amazing finds and make these fantastic friends. Where I went to a toy fair in Melbourne the other week, and it was bleak. Everybody looked at each other with shifty eyes. <laughs> it was not friendly. I was oh, like, this no. isn't how Toy Power told me it would be at all. <laughs> but yeah, like Toy Mate, Toy Mate is definitely disappointing to the point I could go every six months. Yeah. There'd wow. probably still be stuff that was there six months ago. You know, look, I'm not having a go at the character because I actually don't mind the character. But when you're still trying to flog Wrath Cars and Rose Ticos at retail price, mm. like... You never get. You're never going to get rid of them. No, yeah, Ludwig Borger cool. hmm? That's sad. Any Ludwig Borger figures? <laughs> Unfortunately, not, Mitch. We'd make a fortune um, if that was the case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. All right, I'm going to jump in next because I've got a one that I want to shout out. So you need to think of your current toy room position, whether you're you know got heaps of room or you're absolutely ah. at capacity. Okay, so please keep that in mind when you <laughs> answer good. this question. All right. So would you rather prices soar and your collection is more valuable, or prices crash and you can buy more stuff? 
Oh, I'll, okay, I'll go first. Easily buy more stuff because uh, you, you have know, room. <laughs> well, I, I yeah. sort of do. I, I have the flexibility of you know all the shelving is modular and I can rearrange things. But I think it's it's like anything. You hold on to it for long enough, and the prices are going to bounce back. And I've never been with my collection. I've never been about the value, which is ironic considering I'm the database nerd and I can tell you exactly how much everything in this room is worth, a grand total, and all that sort of jazz. But I don't ultimately care about that value. And if it means I can get, you know, there's lots of lines like, I'd love to get that, I'd love to get that. But, you know, finances is is a real thing. And if if it was dirt cheap, sign me up. I'm I'm getting everything I can get my hands on. That's me. I agree. I'd be the same. Because it's not that much I'm, I'm, I'm too lazy to sell anything. So if it went up in value, I'd still sit on it because I'm lazy. But if there's stuff going cheap, I'll pick it up. (laughs) Nice one. Yeah, look, I'm going to say the same. I I don't really buy stuff at all thinking about what it might be worth or what I hope it'll be worth or any of that. It's always about the the love of the stuff. And I I would rather see it see it fall in, in price not only um because i can get more stuff but also think that opens it up to people that you know might have otherwise been locked out of, out of the hobby and just makes it more accessible for everyone so for me that you know that, that's clearly the, the better one definitely part of my collecting journey has taken me to what i call now the trent museum <laughs> because it it's uh, it, it, it got to a point and this is where t-stop came into play but it got to the point where i'd be like you know what I want to collect next? Everything Kenner did. Um, and, and, and sort of that logic was, you know, this, this collection is not complete until I've got every Kenner line. Until you've got Oof. Yak Face. Well, Tonka. I mean, I, I, I didn't, I took Star Wars out of my like Kenner collecting because that was just a, a can of worms I couldn't go down. But that was the logic. And, and my collection was very much getting to stuff that maybe I didn't have super strong connection with, but would tell a story or would tell you know people that came in to view this thing this is the history of 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 the toy line for this manufacturer and i think having prices come right down i'm just going to buy a warehouse and just fill it because <laughs> then that's a cheap proposition right and i can i can realize this dream of of the, the museum you know having a complete collection of toys that represent yep that era that generation because i think the toys of today uh, there's some wonderful stuff being made by the likes of Necker and Super Seven, and and you know high end stuff that we couldn't have even imagined were a th- were going to be a thing right mm. as kids. But that that time warp of you know late to me late seventies to 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 mid nineties is just to me er- anyone who grew up in that era is going to want to come into a room like that and relive some of their childhood. Yep. So that would allow me the. Uh, financial means maybe to get there (laughs) absolutely yeah for me i'm like you guys i have never once collected to thinking of resale value i i definitely have collected stupidly for the the old you'll be losing money not buying it syndrome (laughs) of we the aftermarket and the secondary market goes up so quickly now there is definite fomo of even Massively. though yep. I'm I'm fifty fifty on this, if I don't jump now, I'm screwed. Yep. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. And like an example of this will be Danny um, from the Loot Crate yep. Teenage Mutant Ninja yep. Turtles movie. I just sat on it, going, "I'll get around to buying him." Like I was definitely going to buy him. Like there was no doubt. 
And I was expecting that on the last day he'd still be available because they were going, you know, don't worry about it. You know, like mm. this is the closing date and, you know, you should buy it, but this is the closing date. Well, three days before the closing date, he was gone. Mm. And it was like, I snoozed, I lose. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, I, I missed out just by not moving. But I'm like Trent in a way of, I, I view my collection as a bit of a museum, but not a museum that people would walk into and it would be the history of a toy line. It's a museum where people would walk into and see a history of my childhood. Yeah. Yep. And it's, I think all of our collections in a lot of ways will be that. And I'm not sure when I'm going to be done trying to impress nine-year-old me, but I'm certainly not done. But like, I think if you were to walk in, if you knew me as a kid, if you were to walk in here and go, this is Chris as an adult, it wouldn't surprise you one bit. <laughs> and you'd be going, that's definitely his collection. Um, so for me, I'm fine for the prices to come down and me have even more. You know, look, marriages come and go. Um, <laughs> it, it's fine. You know, like, think of how many people are in the world. I'm bound to meet somebody else that's understanding. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm okay with that. There's bound to be a um, woman out there that loves toys just as much. And, and, and if not, I'm happy just to be lonely and just have my toys. <laughs> nice. I'm I'm the same. I'm almost at the point in my collecting that uh, I can't even find the items that I want uh, for sale. Right. So mm. if the price is crashed, maybe more people would put them up. Uh, you know, for sale. Fingers crossed. Because uh, you know it, it's just so hard to find things these days, and prices are just going getting that silly as well. Some of the vintage stuff. Uh, it's it's almost unobtainable to continue collecting vintage toys uh, for some of these lines. So. Uh, which is uh, tough <laughs> to say the least. So yeah, that's when you start collecting modern lines, and it it sometimes doesn't fulfil that uh, you know that neat that feeling that you get from collecting vintage. So yeah, yeah I, it's I, funny. It's funny you say that. Sorry, Darren. It's funny you say that about collecting vintage toys. In I'm lucky. I'm not as OCD as you guys. In I was able to turn my brain off with Master of Universe and Turtles, and go. If I still had these figures from childhood, they probably wouldn't have all the weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so yeah. so yep. if it's not a hundred percent complete, you know, I can live with it. Like particularly yep. Masters of the Universe, because you're really like it's such a large price difference between a like as long as it's got its harness and aesthetically looks like the figure. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, um, yeah. Master Universe looks pretty crappy when they don't have their harnesses and stuff on. But you know, <laughs> the weapons like if Cobra Khan doesn't have his gun, I'm okay with that. You yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah, but my um, my my issue is yeah. is that the the uh, velocity of these modern lines that are coming out, it's hard yeah. sometimes to draw the line. Okay, I'm only going to collect. Yeah. Origins. Oh no, Revelations has come out. Okay, I'm only yeah. going to collect Origins and Revelations. Mm -hmm. Oh no, they're putting out Movie Line. Okay, I'm only going to collect Origins, Revelation, <laughs> Movie Line, Hot uh, Mondo, and uh, and uh, you know, oh, classics show, is um, yeah. you know, being coming up again. I'm going to collect them as well. You know, and then and then um, it just goes from there. You know, all, and then all of a sudden it's like, holy crap! I've you know got four walls of Master of the Universe and. That's one property, you know mm. what I'm saying? So how lucky yeah. are we? Rise of the Teenage Mutant, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, no good. Great. Um, <laughs> yeah. The movie is no good. 
great. <laughs> yep. You know, like, it, but the worst thing to happen to any of us is a Ninja Turtles movie and a He-Man movie that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Where yeah. we go, I think we have to collect the whole set. <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, Darren will anyway. Yeah. We're happy to live through Darren, but the rest of us, you know, like, we've got to live. Yeah. And, I, like, it's like Transformers. Like, Frank, you would have had this. Yeah. Those movies not being great must have saved you a fortune. Uh, well, stupidly, I was the guy who, in my brain, went, if it's on screen, I want it. Now, that probably oh. did cut a lot out because they did a lot of, you know, Transformers, right? A lot of repaints, a lot of reuse of moulds and stuff. So it did save me a little bit. But in the end, yeah, I was stupid enough to get suckered in. And But by the time the, whatever it was, the fifth movie come around, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was done. I was like... I see what you're doing, Michael Bay. I'm not very quick on the uptake, <laughs> but I'm taking me five movies. <laughs> yeah, but the fifth installment is done. It. I'm out. Te- Did you get devastated with the testicles? <laughs> Yeah. There was a version that came with the testicles? No, I would have I preferred well, he that. He had testicles in the movie, didn't he? No, the toy, did, <laughs> the toy was uh, neutered quite well. <laughs> the big wrecking ball. <laughs> All right. With Frank. a Miley Cyrus swing on it. <laughs> Action figures sold separately. Wow. Careful, small parts may cause choking. Yeah. <laughs> Darren. Okay. <laughs> All right, my turn. Uh, so this is one. I know we've got a fair few uh, Justice League and uh, Masters fans in the room. So this is one that might cause a slight brain aneurysm in uh, a few people. Would you rather a Justice League movie that was actually good and on par with Avengers as far as critical claim and, and financial success and the toys to go with it, mind you, or... Would you rather the long-promised new He-Man movie, keeping in mind whichever one you don't vote for, gets disappeared? So just, just. I was going to throw to you anyway, Darren, but please take it. <laughs> He's broken out into a sweat, cold sweat. The, 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 clar- clarify, clarify the He-Man movie that we would. Get. So I assume both movies are really good and they're successful okay. toy lines to go with both. Okay. Easily lock lock in the He Man movie. I'm happy with the oh, Snyder Cut. Ooh, okay. Um, and feel that the Master Universe franchise needs that more than DC will live either way. Master's Universe needs a strong film presence. Do you think? Like, I mean, look at where we are now, where we've got two concurrent, you know, cartoon series coming out. You've had Origins and stuff. Does it? And uh, look, I'm just they're curious. both very exciting animated um, projects in the pipeline, but we haven't seen any footage of either of them. We're just banking on what. You know, on some steals from one of them, and hope on the other. I think a strong film will, or film franchise will, will help keep the franchise alive for years to come. Fair enough. Fair so enough. lock in, lock in, He Man movie for me. Okay. Who's next, Trent? Yeah, look, I, I'd have to go with Darren, pretty much on the same logic. I do like the idea of a Marvel quality. Ju- when I say Marvel quality. Justice Marvel League. success. Yeah, probably... the fact that I would have loved to see some of the build-up that Marvel has given us and then jump into a Justice League. Mm. I felt, now that I, I mean, I look at it, the Snyder Cut, I don't, I don't hate, mm. but I think there's a path that you can imagine that would have just been, that's, that's incredible. Yep. You know, like, if take, they, take if the they Marvel, led up yeah, to it. Yeah, that's correctly, right, in yeah. a way. I think they, it could have been magical. But I think even having said that, I, I do want to see what they could do in 2021 
with masters, with the special effects they've got, with the storytelling now that they can do, and that challenge of how you make something that really is quite a camp kind of concept with a lot of... You know, it's a toy-based property that's not kid around mm. there are characters called snout spout right like some that's... of us take him very seriously yeah I tell you what <laughs> all fisto the... man yeah, like... fisto. Yeah. <laughs> tongue lasher it's fantastic <laughs> just trying to take that and kind of convert it into something that quasi you know can be put out yeah. in the mainstream and taken seriously which mm. I think would be a challenge but I'd love to see that done right yep 100% Mars Universe I, I, just, I want to see it sort of Guardians of the Galaxy style taken super seriously with uh, a little bit of tech and things and then open up to a larger universe you know i i, I still want to see that conan style you know footage and things like that start off small and then build it into a larger arcing series uh that so many other films lord of the rings and you know everything else have uh had success on and if it finishes after three or four movies then so be it but i i need to see that before i um you know <laughs> well said, Benjamin. Yeah. Uh, couldn't agree more. Yeah, Benjamin. I don't think we've ever called him Benjamin did, in two hundred episodes. After the, That's the first time. After the eloquent statement he just gave, he deserves the a higher <laughs> ranking. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 Sir, I, Sir Benjamin. I, I, I voted the great. for John Martin. Where's my bloody <laughs> knighting title? Jeez, Francois. Francois. <laughs> Lord. All right. Over to you, Chris. Um, yeah, this is easy for me. It's Masters of the Universe. I I put that with a qualifier in, I think you guys, like me, would frequent a lot of the same Master of Universe Facebook pages, listen to the same podcasts, etc., etc. Dear dude bros of the world who grew up with Master of Universe like the rest of us, the old cartoon wasn't that great. We, like, you know, we all loved it. Like, we grew up with it as kids. Go back and watch it now. It wasn't that great. The story of He-Man, which Mitch will berate me about later, is much like Shazam, is about a young guy that utters some words and turns into a muscly, powerful guy. You know, <laughs> it is not a some sort of... Like, it's not the 1987 Master of the Universe where it's going to be just He-Man in this post-apocalyptic world and you know it's gritty and all of these things that they think it should be because number one kids won't care about that you know it's got to offer like i like ben with the guardians of the galaxy approach even the thor ragnarok approach of you can still have the cool moments but do it with a wink because I think it needs to be family appropriate as well. Right. It can't be that Conan level, but I still I also want to see some sword and sorcery, but not yeah. blood and guts. You know, mm. I've come well, to that we, realistic. We don't want Radio yeah. yeah. is not gonna. No. Uh, how no. many times have we heard people go, "I want three hundred. I want Game of Thrones." Yeah, and it's oh, like yeah. that's not Masters of the Universe. No, it's I like, want He-Man it... cutting Beastman's head off. The no. amount yeah, of times go, I've read yeah, that. Go, yeah, go like the most disappointing thing of the eighty-seven film, apart from most of it, was. Um, the killing of Sauron, where you know you go, that looked like a cool character. What happened? You know, exactly. No, yeah. They had to show yeah. that Skeletor yeah. killed somebody and yet, instantly in the film. And yeah, that one still got a toy. Lang yes, I'm ah, wearing yeah. Langella. You know, yeah. like I I love that movie just from the childhood memory and what it was. But that was also the first movie I ever saw in the cinemas where I felt disappointed. So I think I just 
when Noah Centennial was cast as He-Man, the hate he got was pretty grubby mm. uh, in terms of not jacked enough, not this, not that. And now you see him for Black Adam and he's he's pretty built. Yep. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and for me, I, like on Geek Dudes, I always preach this, forget physique, focus on acting ability. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Because if, if this movie has got any hope of surviving it has to have good performances yeah and you know like people always put up the like callan lutz and these big bodybuilding looking dudes and it's like we had a guy that was built that couldn't speak english already <laughs> and it didn't work yep. you know like if he didn't hit it in a certain take they were going to dub the movie <laughs> like it's like if we're going to do a he-man movie cast it correctly yes i'd like him to look like he-man don't get me wrong i'm not saying you know if he should have dark hair and be skinny or anything like that don't be silly but what i am saying is don't don't go for muscle mass over acting chops 100 yep. couldn't agree yeah, more i think that's the thing uh go on mitch do your damage i know what you want well so it's justice league versus yeah, yeah so, so the, the question was uh if you you know which would you rather a Justice League movie on par with Avengers in terms of critical acclaim and a success? A good one, a yeah. good one, yep. yeah. Uh, or a a new He Man movie that is successful and toy lines and all that sort of stuff. I go He Man oh. only because oh, I've got there's plenty of Justice League out there. I've got the cartoons, I've got yep. Super Friends, I've got the comics. There's, there's so much. Hmm. So I've been burnt by the Justice League a bit too much lately. Where I would love to see a nice nod to the Master Universe. I want to see Battle Bones on the big screen. Or, yes. Or something wow. like that. It's just something we haven't seen before. Yep. We've seen Superman. We've seen Batman. So Justice League is just more of the same. Imagine and, the visuals of the box art. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Either way, it'd be, it'd be fun and different. We're, we've seen that. Because like, we've got a new Batman coming out. But it's not a movie I can take my kid to see no. for another 10 years. I'm you know, just laughing at the idea of battle bones of everybody just sidestepping into this thing <laughs> along the ground. And I picture it not even really walking much faster than what you could walk. <laughs> all of a sudden, there's like 12 dudes just pinned in it. And like they, they're getting attacked and they can't get out. Like they're trying to get it to unmatch. Like, like, which is right. Like it, it would be, it, it could be a lot of fun, like getting a dragon walker in there like a spider or like imagine just seeing a roton fly by yeah oh, yeah, you know, like, yeah. Your, your mind would blow going was that roton like that just sort yep. of spun by like yeah it's... if and land shark so cool yeah frank where did you land on that oh uh, look i gotta be honest going into this i would have said <laughs> justice league because um in my eyes competition is something that marvel is lacking really at the moment and then a big healthy you know their primary opposition forces marvel to be better and and then the, everybody wins out of that right the, the fans benefit no matter which one you're a fan of you benefit but geez hearing all this love for master of the universe and uh, you know picturing and you know battle bones and roton and all this crazy stuff uh, I, i'm i've changed my vote i, I want to see that masters feel now i don't care who's who's in it you know noah centineo has gone that's fine pick someone who can to chris's point who can do the job from an acting perspective and uh yeah so uh, it's pretty i'm pretty keen for that now yeah i think the irony is frank thought i would be sweating on that one and find it really tough to answer i knew straight, straight up straight away yeah. <laughs> which one i was locking in nice one all right mitch did you have a would you rather up your sleeve 
I did, I did. Mine was, you. would you rather you got a choice or a chance to have one more Michael Keaton Batman movie or one more Ben Affleck Batman movie? Ooh. Ooh. And these are solo films? Yes. Like, yep, yeah, cool. Well, essentially, the what was the Riddler was going to be the third Michael Keaton, wasn't it? Mm. With Rob Williams as the Riddler, if we want yeah. to go down more specific paths. Wow. It's, right. it's interesting, yeah. That, I mean, clearly, the, the Snyderverse if you say Ben Affleck is cast in that, is incomplete. I mean, he, you know, it, it, it didn't really round. And then, so there's a bit of unfinished business there. But, and, and if you say Keaton, another Keaton Batman, but with, you know, like a Schumacher yeah, director, director yeah. or, uh, yeah, um, yeah. you know, who, who did, Cause it would have been who did forever? Yeah. You don't, I mean, put Keaton in a Schumacher film. And you're probably going to get the same result as yeah. you got with, with yeah, forever you and, could say and Burton. Then, if you want to go, Keaton, yeah. And look, and so Bur- yeah, if you could, oh my Burton goodness, if you could do, if you could get the trilogy out with Michael Keaton in a Burton directed film with, say, Robin Williams, we know what he could do. The acting Marla, chops. Marlon Wayans is Robin. Yeah, yeah I'd the, take that was yep, the idea. because yeah. we had and we even had the figure from uh, Returns, with, yeah, the Returns line where they had him in there. I would have to get that done. I reckon we might have even had Billy D come back, potentially. Maybe, yep. maybe Billy D. Yep. I mean, I know maybe he yep. was the Max Shrek character, but chuck him yep. into to three. That that's a dream. That's a, I I can't go past that. Mm-hmm. It's very hard for me to say because I know so much about what went down with those movies in terms of the likelihood of getting everyone back. But say I could wait, wave a magic wand and have my my way. I guess that makes it easier. But I know for a fact that Michael Keaton nearly didn't do Batman Returns and wasn't that interested in the sequel, neither was Tim Burton. So there then comes that, that difficulty of would they have really come back, you know, given that they didn't want to do a second. Um, but say I could get my way, I'd pro- nostalgia would probably win over and I'd probably go that way. But I take Trent's point as well about the Snyderverse and, and Ben Affleck lacking something without getting a solo film as well. But I'd probably give in to nostalgia and go... Burton Keaton third film. Darren, why didn't Billy D come back? Well, he was actually in in an original script, the original draft that um, one of the writers from the first film wrote for for a second Batman film. He mm. was in it. So was Vicky Vale and Alexander Knox. Funnily enough, okay. Um, oh, we could Tim, have done without Alexander Knox. Yeah. Yeah. Tim get Burton out there, Alice. did not. No, Bob the Goon. I'm upset. <laughs> um, you are my best man. <laughs> You're my number one. Yeah, number, number one. one. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'll just shoot you later in the film. Yeah, but no, Tim Burton didn't want to do a direct sequel to Batman. In fact, he didn't want to do a sequel to Batman at all. The studio just offered him a lot of money and said you can have complete creative control over it, and you know. Eventually, he was coaxed into it. You know, when I say complete creative control, he also wasn't interested in having the Penguin in it. He just wanted to have Catwoman. He wanted Michelle Pfeiffer in the leather. Yeah, pretty pretty much. much, Who doesn't? Who doesn't? It was was originally, if he'd had his way, going to be a Batman-Catwoman film, no Penguin. But, yeah, the original script was um, that uh, Billy D. Williams was going to return as Harvey Dent. Then a new um, draft of the screenplay came where uh, Harvey Dent was still in it, but... He then was later retooled into what became the Max Shrek character. Okay, that makes you can see it. Yeah, yeah you like, can. Yeah, yep. and his origin well, not probably f- not would, physically, if, not physically, but no, you not character wise. <laughs> and his origin would have, um, or was in the screenplay, um, going to be you know that scene with Catwoman at the end of the film. Yeah, that was going to be the whole Two Face. 
Ah, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, cool. um, but that was abandoned because, again, Tim Burton didn't want to do a direct sequel to Batman. He still argues to this day that Batman Returns is not a sequel to Batman 89. It's just a film with no, three sorry. characters of the same. The sets look different. It's, a, in his mind, a different universe. Yeah, right. Well, okay. that, the costumes are completely different with yeah. that little extra, um, you know, point on yeah. the bat symbol and, you know, <laughs> versus the one that didn't. So, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. I don't know why you'd call them the same, you know, same no, no, universe. No, no, yeah. Batmobile's looking very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. looks very similar. Yeah, that's it. But the um, set design um, <laughs> is, is very different. Anton, the late Anton, um, first um, did the set designs for... the. 89 film and and Bo, uh, Bo Welch did them for the Batman Returns so it, there's quite a bit of difference there I guess in the aesthetics mm. yeah uh, I'm going to go with Batfleck. I think it's universally agreed that from the whatever was whatever your opinion of the Snyderverse Batfleck was the high point for most of those films um, certainly excellent in, in the role yeah, and, and I just imagine... imagine if uh, That warehouse scene in... Well, uh, just imagine a world where the Christopher Nolan trilogy didn't exist and we got Batfleck for three movies with the same director and, and same sort of trilogy vision. I think they would be amazing movies. And yep. as a big fan of like The Dark Knight uh, Returns, you know, that sort of Frank Miller yep. style, I think Batfleck would be amazing to watch. Don't get me wrong, love the, you know, the 89 stuff, but... I think those those stand alone as they are. They're they're great as they are. To Trent's point, a trilogy runs the risk of going all neon and, and silly that we've already seen later on. Um, but a Batfleck trilogy, yep, sign me up. I love, as I said, the '89 Batman, my favourite film when I was ten. My greatest my favourite regret- film when I was eleven, but I'm a year yeah. older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my greatest toy regret is not getting the. 89 Hot Toys Batmobile. Yeah. I've, got, yep. the, I've yep. got the Batman and Joker, and I hesitated on the Batmobile, and I saw it at Lobo's a few years ago, and it was $750, Oof. and I didn't have it on me at the time. Yeah. And it now goes for about two five. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. On the secondary market. So even though bringing back that movie would maybe give me the opportunity to get they re-release it <laughs> and it would give me the chance to get the the batmobile i'm going to go with batfleck i thought ben affleck was fantastic as batman yeah. and the little grabs that we got of him i think he was sort of done wrong by a messy plan and i love the idea of a batman that can exist in the same world as magicians and people with superpowers and stuff like that, where as much as I love the Nolan trilogy and I'm sure I will love what Matt Reeves is going to do with his Batman film, you know, the tactile Batman, the real world Batman, like that's cool, but I sort of would love a fantasy Batman. And I think that's what the Ben Affleck Batman was, you know, like there was a chance that you could get a poison ivy that could control plants that wouldn't be hokey like what we got in the other movie, yeah. but could actually be effective with a Ben Affleck. And you could picture him, Ben Affleck himself, as Bruce Wayne getting seduced and sort of doing like that because he was an excellent Bruce Wayne. Mm. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, Jeremy Irons as Alfred. Yeah. He was yeah. tremendous. Yep. You know, there was so much teased of what we could have got. And we were sort of robbed of it. And because we were robbed of it, we've been set back of a fantasy Batman, for lack of a better term, or yep. a, more of a comic book Batman. Yep. Um, and we're going to get 
a real world Batman where the Riddler's wearing a gimp mask mm. and, you know, he's murdering people as opposed to legitimately being able to strut up the street in a green suit with a cane <laughs> and a hat, you know, <laughs> and it not be completely ridiculous, mm. you yeah. know, done, done in a way where it's not hokey. Yeah. And yep. I think they, I think they could have done it. So yeah, it's Affleck for me. Fair mm. cool. Yeah. It's really hard to go past Darren's pitch for, you know, what could have been like for the mm. 89 and uh, movies and things. Uh, big fan of Tim Burton. L- love all his works. Uh, go out of my way to see his movies when they come out and things. But I think you, what we're not factoring is in is the toys and things. So the toys had a big yep. influence on the third movie as well. And I can't help, even though Tim Burton would have tried to push the envelope to go more serious like uh, 89 and Returns, I still think it would have been toned down a notch even further just to sell more toys, you know, and uh, and things. So for that reason, I'm going to go with uh, Affleck because I really want to see, you know, I, I felt throughout the Superman, Batman and uh, Justice League, Batman was the weakest character. Like he's the one that was always pushed to the side to make the uh, stronger characters, you know, shine the light and do all the heavy lifting and things. And I want to see things like, you know, why that Robin costume was in the uh, in the Batcave and things. You know, I want to see those storylines, whether it's a bit more of a flashback or, you know, what where's he been? You know, this is not a year one story like we got with the Nolan trilogy this is the dark knight returns this is batman older you know he's he's war ridden he's looking at retirement but he's still got a there's no one else coming through the ranks because robin's obviously gone so you know is he is this a story that he trains the next robin uh up and uh you know he's all you know grim and dark and beefy as hell uh and running around with a little pixie girl you know or something uh robin Mm. i I, I don't know i bet i and i just think that that affleck uh, storyline done properly could have been fan freaking tastic. Yeah. So, yeah, go on with that. You're all making excellent pitches on both sides. Mm. <laughs> Mitch, where do you, where do you feel? I I think they tickled the taint with with Batfleck, and we just didn't get enough. Yeah, like, hundred percent. There was potential. They teased. They said we we're going to get his own movie. He's going to be a detective. We're going to get this story. And it's like, yes, give me some more of that. As much looking back, thinking what would another Burton Batman would have been like today if we're looking back saying we had a third one with ron williams that would be great for nostalgia's sake but what i really want to see would affleck signed on not because i mean to sign on for someone like him to sign on to a franchise like he did he had ideas and one of those ideas was i'm going to make my own batman movie i'm going to write i think mm. he was going to direct yeah he was going to write direct yeah so he produce. had ideas yeah and i wanted to see what that was i'd love to see what that was do we think that maybe Tim Burton at that point would his head would have been up his bum a little bit too much? Because, you know, you saw the Superman photos. And <laughs> yeah, good call. I think, yep. I think he maybe thought he could do no wrong himself. Mm. And it was like, you're hearing some of those ideas. Look, we all love Nick Cage, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you, you see those photos and you're like, what would have this been like we all yeah, read the crazy. comics at that point you know with the death and return of superman with the I, i'm a big fan of mulleted superman personally um but you know i'm just looking at it going dude you're getting maybe a little bit too clever with some of this mm. and i, I just want, how I just much wonder of that, that was burden known how much of that was the studio by that point. yeah well it's but, like it's, but like i get that, what yeah. you're saying the finished product is the finished product no matter who made it that way 
Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you saying yeah. John Peters is not like Kevin Feige? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting to wonder what if though. Hundred percent. All right, which direction are we taking the show in now, boys? Well, I've still got a. It's not as grand. Oh as yes. Yours, but oh, okay. Go a, for I, I, I say we we hit that one up. I mean, yeah. Let's yeah. Uh, go. On. It's not as grand. Not as grand as you. Anyone's here. It's going to be lackluster in comparison. But uh, cast your mind back to Masters of the Universe, if you will. And the question is, um, we'll start with you, Chris. Hero or King Grayskull? Uh, King Grayskull for me. Never liked Hero. Where King Grayskull just from the imagination standpoint seemed cooler to me but uh, wipe both of them i'm going king he-man yes yeah, okay. un- un- yep. un- underrated classics figure yeah king he-man like just fantastic and like the idea of a weary bearded old he-man yeah I, I i love that idea i know that wasn't darren's question and that's what i do um, <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm just i'm just chucking him in there as a thing but yeah i'm king gray skull to answer the question yep cool so as someone who doesn't i understand the mystique around hero but as far as the law what's his background they're both, um, 60 seconds or less they're both ancestors of he-man essentially hero um was going to be part of the aborted powers of Grayskull line in fact he's going to be the the lead character in that line, which was basically uh, set a thousand years before the events of Master Universe, you've got um, Preternia. You've got right. Preternia, and um, it's basically Hero Eldor and whoever else is on their side fighting the Snake Man. Um, with dynosaurs. With dinosaurs. Oh, with dino- dinosaurs with cybergenetic. Yeah, yeah. So it's Dino Riders with He Man? Why, why is this a question, yeah. right? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> It's Dino Riders before Dino Riders. Ah, oh, done. Count me in. Dino Riders. <laughs> <laughs> that was the question, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go uh, King Grayskull. That was the other option, wasn't yep. it? Yeah, so I'm going to go King Grayskull. I like that idea. I loved the 2000X storyline that yep. brought that to life and things. Yep. It was. It made sense in my eyes, whereas Hero... Uh, you know, I haven't really fleshed out, you know, much other than a mini comic here and a mini comic yep. there, and the the uh, tales of what could have been uh, in prototype form. Uh, that's about it. And uh, I just, you know, he's not as visually pleasing to me as uh, like Hero just doesn't do it for me as much as King he- King Grayskull mm. does. So, yeah. Although Vac Metal Vac Metal yep. is pretty sweet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It is, Vac, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Vac Metal is amazing. Look, this for me, I've got to take it back to the the mini comic. So I had the first part of that, you know, p- purported three part Powers of Grace. The one that came with the dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had I had that as a kid, and and there's that final scene where you know Hero comes out of shadow and and he's there. And that's played a big part of my love for Hero in, in is in the mystique. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and, I, and I put it to you like this. You know, when you've watched Star Wars episode four through six for so long and then you're told you're going to get not only a prequel but also a sequel, what you've done in your head can almost never compare to what you are then presented with. And that was my impression of 
of what I actually got with Hero in those classics, Masters of the Universe classics mini comics was such a letdown. Uh, such a letdown. I remember being at the PowerCon where I think I got the retelling of that first mini comic. And I reckon I chatted to one of the guys behind it, maybe, you know, from Mattel, high up, and they're like, oh, you go through and have a look and compare it back to your mini comic. When these three parts out come out, it's going to blow your mind, this sort of thing. And, and I read that first one. I'm like, yep, I'm in. And then Hero just gets killed off midway through that second mini comic and it's it's a real for me right it's a jj abrahams taking over the with ryan johnson and (laughs) you know like it's just just, here we go here we go yeah and and it's not not necessarily to open a can of worms but no just the fact you said abraham (laughs) (laughs) sorry abrams abrams (laughs) you know what you're gonna get when you when you get me on here (laughs) <laughs> um, just yeah, what you can build up in your head, and, and for me, the 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 grayscale we got was actually fantastic. The King Grayscale story arc, two thousand X, mm. how he was presented. So, in a way, I, I almost have to kill off the inferior hero that we got. What I would have wanted was the hero in my head to the go on and be, drive well, a, to drive, drive a, a new story, yeah, yeah, and to get a proper. Not just to get killed. I mean, we know in the original... In his first mini-comic. Mini, yeah, he yeah. wouldn't have been killed off like that. And he, I think he would have been quite an interesting character. And and fresh to your point, the VAC medal on that on that, what we got from Super 7, the long-awaited figure, it, to me, is a killer-looking figure. Mm. Uh, even though, yeah, in totality, the design for King Grayskull is better, VAC medal just isn't done enough. And, and I love that figure. So I don't know. I didn't conclude. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> I, I want the he. I want the. I want, Dino Riders. I want, <laughs> I want that massive Diplodocus that went up on its and had guns inside it. What was that thing called? Gigantosaurus. Uh, yeah, yeah, Gigantosaurus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Give me that. Mitch, where do you reign on this? I think we're putting well, to sleep. I, I have no idea who these characters are. <laughs> I, just, I, I just Googled now and I'm looking at Hero and he looks like a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> his face, he's smug. Pretty, no, don't like him at all. I like yeah. him. But King Grayskull, he looks cool. Yep, hundred percent. And yep. and he's got a he's got a freaking lion. Yeah, yeah a battle, battle lion. lion. Yeah, we yeah. Have, easy win. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. All right, we might wrap this up. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Plug us. Where where can everyone find you? Uh, fresh. Not plug or, us. Uh, they yeah, they um, plug them. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just just before I do that, just to continue my hot streak, I would just like to say Cafe de Villis is terrible. <gasps> if you ever go to Adelaide, do not eat there. They all brave about it, and it's nothing but a dirty industrial cafe. You you um, take that back. Yeah. Rest, rest, just, rest in peace, Billy. I just, uh, I just watched that recently departed Billy. I just washed that comment down with my uh, Farmers Union ice chocolate <laughs> uh, and, um, and put nippies in the bin as well. Oh. Um, classic ice, uh, classic chocolate milk is good though. Um, you can find the Geek Dudes. Um, we drop a show every two weeks at Geek Dudes on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Not safe for work. 
No, like the like what these guys do is the Lord's work to podcasting and toy collecting and geekdom. What we do is a very stupid show that's done for the three people in the room that just so happens to have people around the world listening to it. <laughs> what I'd like to plug is that doesn't get plugged enough is the Toy Power Patreon. Number one, it not only supports these guys in helping them get new equipment and stuff, but the community. The community doesn't get pushed enough. They have a Discord that if you subscribe to their Patreon, you can join. And I don't post a ton myself on there because I'm lazy and get social anxiety about posting on things. But they've got things where it's like modern collecting, latest scores where you can see what other toy collectors have bought. They discuss movies and comics, the shows themselves. And there's such a good bunch of men and women. Like there's both on there in case women are worried it's a sausage sizzle. Um, <laughs> like it's such a good community. The Patreon is worth it for that alone. So as a fan of Toy Power, I'm I'm telling the listeners you're missing out if you're not subscribing to that. That way they don't have to feel dirty shilling their own stuff, although they will. Um, but yeah, like I'm grateful for the community they've sort of done because it's expanded things. Like you get to know we get to know Davey Damaged. You know through through wrestling, Sean Fuster and I knew of each other. But you know it's our love of collecting that makes us sort of become better friends. Mm. You know stuff like that it all expands and it extends and there's a great community in that discord so if you listen to this and thought i'd love to hear from those guys more than once a week they're in there mm. they're chatting um except for um hollywood trent you know in between <laughs> lego masters takes oh, he might shit. grace you in and sort of give you a wave every so often you just ne you just never know between signing autographs and stuff at toy fairs. <laughs> <laughs> everybody I, I kid i kid um but no, it, it's you make it's, it sound like he's got a six picture deal <laughs> Uh, oh, you, should have, you should have heard my family. Oh, are you going on Trent's podcast? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Forget my two podcasts. And, um, for and any forget Aussies, the three other co-hosts. <laughs> yeah, for any other Aussies, um, we do do a podcast. Yes, it's as stupid as it sounds, recapping old episodes of Hey Hey It's Saturday. It is a fun trip down memory lane because watching old episodes of Hey Hey gives you a real look at what Australia was like you know you forget it's like you know, they're advertising telstra phone cards it's like who's thought of a phone oh, card i used to collect years? phone cards so <laughs> I still got binders of phone you know what's you know stuff this size the um your collection gonna go up in value i reckon i'm sitting yeah. on a million dollars <laughs> with those phone cards some of them some of them i i you know t do not tell a lie here still have probably got two dollars credit on it you know yeah. i'm, I'm true, rolling true, in money true story um ben i could have used you the other week my family drove off with my phone in the car oh. and you'd rather forget your wallet than your phone yeah and yeah. i ran to a pay phone and it was limited service no coins card only oh. so i put my fpos card in there thinking F post card. Yep, no, yep. it wanted a phone card. Oh, <laughs> yeah. like, who's got uh, a phone card? Yeah. Like, ben has phone card. Yeah. Yeah. Where is I wouldn't ben have been able to call him. That's, um, it. That's it. But yeah, and even like talking about the book muncher where you deposit your old phone books yeah, and yep, stuff. Yeah. Like, who thinks of this? Like, it's so Australian. Um, well, we don't even have telephone books anymore, do yeah. we? Like, realistically, no, well, I, there's... I, yeah. I actually... I ordered a telephone book. You can actually order it to get delivered. Um, okay. Because we were watching an ad for a phone book, and it was like, I'm going to see if I can get one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's this thing. Like, yeah. it's tiny. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. no one advertises in it. So, um, and that's at 
Hey Hey Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And um, our producer of the show uploads pretty cool video clips and photos and stuff from the old episodes. So if you're an Aussie that grew up in the 80s and 90s, it's a lot of fun. And you can find Mitch at Blockbuster J and me at Chris Fresh on Twitter and Instagram. And, and um, Daddy Uncle Mitch, you've got your own show as well. Yes, the Massive Attack podcast. Which Does is- he? <laughs> You're not a fan. I know that. Um, yeah, it's just a friend of mine, Joe and I, we just talk crap about crappy things, basically. <laughs> well, well, I'm sold. All right. Well, there's still heaps of meat on the bone for content with you guys. We'll definitely catch up again soon. Uh, this has been a freaking blast. Like I have, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is way, way overdue. And uh, thank you for, um, yeah, uh, so, you know, dividing your time up, uh, you know, evenly and uh, making sure you can uh, come <laughs> onto our show. So all the best over there. Give your families a hug and make sure, um, you know, you're staying safe and all that, given thank what's going much. on. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully, uh, when COVID settles down, you can get over here, join us in in a deli. Definitely, we have yeah. been talking for a year now. Yeah. We're yeah. 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 for Toy Fair and this bloody COVID. Yeah. Oh, I know. Exactly. The timing of it, it just so sto- just stops it every time. Um, but next time you have me on, if you could not have Mitch on, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get your people to talk talk to our people. Yeah. All right. Good night, Fresh. Good night. Good night, guys. Good night, Mitch. Good, good night, Mitch. Good night. <laughs> good night, Darren. Good night. Good night, Frank. No, no, it's... And it's good night from him and it's good night from... <laughs> good journey. <laughs> you can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast. At Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Or have your say and email us, toypowerpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher, and please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome. We are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of okay people. Want to learn more? Go to giantsizeteamup.com, where you can find us and a whole lot more awesome shows. Well, they're not more awesome than us, but they're... Yeah.